What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Work Prince podcast, where today we're talking about Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 3, The Long Night, the episode everybody has been waiting for. Joining to me, eh, joining me today is Jen. Hey, how's it going? Christian. Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, he said Christian like he's a villain. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, um, guys, this has been a very long-awaited episode for many Game of Thrones fans, uh, book readers, and just TV show viewers alike. Um, what was your initial takeaways from it? So, I think, okay, before we get into that, um, have both of you read the books? I have. I have as well. Okay, so I just wanted to know like what the background was here with you guys. I knew that Bilal had, but I wasn't sure, Christian, if you had. So. Yeah, so I know, I know I've know, i read The Five. I haven't read the World of Ice and Fire thing he put out, or Fire and Blood. Uh, which the one that he just released, year. right? Yeah. yeah, I haven't read those yet, so that's just as far as I know okay. I have. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jen, what was your initial takeaway from this episode? <laughs> Um, okay, so <laughs> my initial takeaway was I was very tense the entire time watching it. It was a good action-packed hour of television, even though I couldn't see anything. Like, my biggest <laughs> takeaway is that, boy, do they need better lighting or something on this show, because every single week when I watch Game of Thrones, I have to turn the brightness up on my TV. Yeah. Um, and that's a crime. No one should have to do that to watch television. But <laughs> I might have to disagree with you here. <laughs> I don't think that you should so, be doing that unless you're me and you're playing video games and they're scary and then you turn the brightness all the way up, but that's different. So it was very tense and I felt like I was very tense until the last moment. But after that, when I sat back and I thought about it, I was like, what the fuck? That's <laughs> what I got? This? This is what we get? I built eight seasons for this? Yeah, uh, I think my feelings were replicated the same thing. I, I sat there and, you know, I watched it with my wife. Nobody was home. We had the volume, like, blasting. And it was tense. And I had actually messed with my TV uh, picture settings from the get-go. Because I was like, this is dark. Um, so I switched the settings around until uh, I found the one that actually made it everything pop <laughs> uh, in a way that looked good. So I could actually follow the action, but even then, the action was kind of hard to follow. I'm not a big fan of the direction and editing in uh, this episode. But one of... Uh, I, I think uh, same thing as you, like, it was tense, it was a wild ride, it gets to like those final moments. And I think me and my wife looked at each other and were like, everyone's gonna die. <laughs> and, you know, the twist happens at the end, and I... <laughs> It was a Super Bowl. Like, when Arya <laughs> jumps out from behind the Night King, I, I, you know, like, I think I sent you guys that link, I'm not sure if you guys watched it, about the bar where you were screening Game of Thrones. It's like that tension, every, and, like, you just cheer. Uh, there are very few moments in TV history where I've actually cheered. Um, and I was like, I just like, fuck yeah! <laughs> and, but... As the credits rolled, and I sat there and watched it. And I was like, "Wait, is is that really it? Is that the Night King's entire thing? Is he a faceless, forgetful Marvel villain?" See, uh, see for me, like I, because I watch every week with a bunch of friends. We kind of do like a Game of Thrones thing at my place, and uh, 
for me, I think I was just so hooked to the idea that, because uh, I'm a big real-time, or I, I used to be a big real-time strategy gamer, so the entire time I'm like, okay, strategic-wise, this is a dumb plan, but a part of me is like, alright, maybe this is intentionally bad. Like, they need to lure this guy out. It kind of made sense, but throughout, like, from the beginning to the end of the episode, it wasn't... It was, wasn't a battle, really. This was just a, oh my god, we're screwing up left, right, left, right. And, like, so it was less of a, like, a final battle thing and more of a, we're just, like, a, hor- a horror survival type thing. Uh, and that's how I saw the episode. Dude, Yo. so, like, you you have gathered the best military tacticians that Westeros has to offer, plus people from Essos. And... This is what y'all came up with? Like, they they stood around the war table last week, and they were like, alright, guys, we don't have the people, we don't have the men to beat the army of the dead. We have to outthink them. And then literally their first move was to send the Dothraki horde into the darkness where they couldn't see the enemy? I mean, they were being led by Jorah Mormont, uh, but let's be serious, (laughs) that guy has not had the best first. He's not that dumb! Did you guys watch the uh, after the the like behind the the episode thing yeah. afterwards? Because yes. yes. like you mentioned, like uh, a big reason for that was Melisande and her like flaming sword thing. So the Thraki were kind of let loose, but obviously it didn't go as planned. And Danny was like, "Screw this! I'm gonna go save whatever's left of my people." So she just went out with the dragons, and all the plans just kind of went to shit. I mean, I mean yeah. it's like, why would you? Okay, so. I don't even think we, like, the talk basis of... I mean, if you're listening to this, there's just spoilers all throughout. Yeah, spoiler um, all the way. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the Night King and his army versus whoever has decided to defend the North at Winterfell. And, like, they make this one long trench. It's not even that deep. It's enough <laughs> for five walkers to just, like, fall over and make a gateway for millions to, like, flood in. Like, Jon Snow and the Wildlings know what those forces look like so does Tormund and yet they're just like standing there out in the open and nobody's like hey we shouldn't send the Dothraki out there um like they go charging into the night like you could have put out some torches <laughs> like, like if if it was my plan like if I was at the table I would have been like okay everyone get as much oil as you can and we're just gonna soak yeah why the is there no oil so I just like, got really shrill at that thought, yeah. but like when they're climbing the walls, <laughs> yeah, like where's the oil? Like, you did it. You did it at King's Landing. Like what the hell? Like they've neutered Tyrion because Tyrion was like a master, uh, like tactician when it came to the battle at they, King's Landing. They like, have seriously dumbed down Tyrion over the last three seasons. Yeah, he has not had the same cleverness that he had in the first three, and he's really fallen off the wagon. And like I can get, like when. Cersei didn't send her army, like, he fell for that, like, he has a familial ties, but this is, like, a dead army, like, he, there's no reason for him not to, like, draw the lines here. Of but not him. even, not even just Tyrion, though. Like, yeah. Jon and Tormund and a few of the other uh, members of the Night's Watch, they've seen these exact tactics mm-hmm. in battle before. They saw that in Hardhome, with them throwing their bodies onto the fire to run over it, and then keep going. Like, this is something that they, they've seen all of these moves, and they're, like, shocked by it. Like, all right, we've got our trench of fire. We're safe up here now. I don't even know if they're, oh, God, they're running over. Oh, God, how did they get into the gates? I don't know how this happened. Yeah. Yo, like, in support of that point, like, pretty much every single able-bodied, 
warrior that's like left is there they should have known that this was a horrible idea but everyone kind of just stuck with it because you know what in their defense it is like it's their typical war game plan but given the number of dead that are obviously there, they they knew they should have known immediately this was a dumb idea. Yeah, like and they charged into the dark. Like I don't care how bright your sword is. Like <laughs> like like first off, Melisandre comes out of nowhere. Like what? She went off to Volantis and then she arrives in front of the army of the dead. Like it was they, her destiny. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, no reasoning behind that. Like, last week, my brother had messaged, like, me and my cousin, and he's like, where the hell has she been? And I was like, shit, I couldn't Look, we can't afford to pay her for every episode that she's (laughs) in. We have got to limit those. See, so she strolls (laughs) in, and, like, she has some moments in this episode, but outside of that, it's... She is just as confusing as Bran, because (laughs) both of them, like, just do things for no reason or explanation. Like... All they needed to do was soak this battlefield with oil, wait until the first wave of, like, walkers crashed into, like, the front lines, and then just had a dragon set into the blaze, and then they uh, all would have burned. I like, feel like there was originally a bigger intention for Melisande and for Bran, but given the amount of episodes left, and the amount of answers left unanswered by George Martin, we're kind of just like, alright... Uh, that's their doing. They're the yeah. ones that limited the amount of episodes per season. That was no, they, nobody I gets agree. to complain about, we didn't have enough time. Nah, bitches, you, you cut the season short, <laughs> like, so that's on you. Give me my freaking lore, because I'm never getting a book copy of this series finished. Yeah, like, <laughs> Mar- Marvel spent, I think, like, 400 to 600 million, like, with production and, like, budget for Endgame. Like, they knew they had to go out, like, all out for that. Like, it, and I feel like HBO's done this in the past with other series, like, where they rushed the ending, like, and other shows have done this as well, like, they, you know it's ending, why are you, like, cutting yourself off at the, like, at the knees, like, They're tired of doing it. It's yeah. the only thing I can think of, they just want it to be done with. Yeah, and, and like, I think they've said this battle took 55 days uh, to shoot, but, like, did anybody go back and, like, look at the editing or anything? It's like, you bring in the right people to make sure this looks right, it feels right. Like, yeah, the tension was there, but how many times did we see in this episode where, like, Brienne, Jamie, uh, Tormund, and, and everyone just getting overrun with walkers, and then you're like, oh, shit, they just died immediately, but then they're fine. Yeah, I'll yep. be honest, that made no sense. Uh, specifically that pretty much everyone looked like they died, except our main casting characters, yeah. which is, like, way too convenient, especially for a show like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it it, it it soon. I think I got picked up on it where it was just like unless you see someone like explicitly die, they're probably still fine. And like I think that's the case with Sam, who just is just rolling around on a pile of corpses, stabbing, just crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crying and stabbing. <laughs> crying and stabbing. <sighs> oh, like, also the dragons too. I didn't realize this, but because I thought uh, one of them was taken out of commission, but I think they both made it out of this. No, They so, did both make it out, because they're both in the trailer for next week. Yeah, of well, course. Uh, you have to be, like, a Hawkeye to catch it, because, like, one of them's, like, one of them's black, another one's green, but you only get, like, a split second. You know Ghost made it out alive? Ghost who charged along with the Dothraki? Wait, um, we... I didn't know that Ghost was alive until last week, when he showed up just randomly <laughs> beside John. and I guess there was some interview or something where... Someone involved in the show was like, "Oh yeah, Ghost has just been with John. This- We're just assuming that Ghost has been with John this whole time. We just yeah. haven't shown him." And it just—it it feels it's like, like can y'all like make mention once in a while? Yeah. Like this is this is a core part of the Stark identity here. 
Well, like the direwolves have no impact whatsoever. Like Arya's direwolf was in Nymeria. I don't think we'll ever see her ever again. Well, I mean, I think that 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 interaction with Nymeria was actually significant to Arya's storyline, like how much she had changed and how she had truly become no one. She was she was at that point when she came face to face with Nymeria, she was not recognizable as a Stark. And then that was her decision. That was her turning point to go to Winterfell. Oh, I completely forgot that. Scene. Yeah, so like I think oh, yeah. that that had its purpose. But Ghost, especially given the reveal of John's parents, that 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 relationship should be fostered a little bit more. It's something, you know. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, I think a big reason that the showrunners mentioned they don't feature the direwolves as much is because the CGI just costs too much to have them. So like the choice between dragons and direwolves, they pick dragons every time. Okay, give me less darkened fight scenes with dragons, <laughs> please, because I couldn't tell who was who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like when I, I need I need like old school NBC uh, glow around the hockey puck. Watching NHL games, you know, I need that around the dragons so that I can tell which one's which during the scenes. That's actually pretty great. That I actually great. forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're right because when uh, I think the Night Kings, what was it Viserion versus Rhaegal? Rhaegar? Rhaegal? Yeah, yeah. When they're fighting up in the sky, like I couldn't tell who was getting hurt, which one was, um, like taking a hit, and like when John goes down with Rago, I couldn't tell if Rago was dead or he was just like, you know, I'm just tapping out for now. <laughs> like I'll be back later. Like the status of his dragon was not clear until the preview for next week's episode. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, I think. And here's a question I'll ask you guys: Do you think that this was a way to save money on like special effects and fight sequence budget, or do you think this was a stylistic choice? I think it's a stylistic choice. Oh my god! You don't, what do you, you don't... what do you mean a stylistic choice? Like because it's like the long night and the White Walkers, and they're supposed to be winter but also night. So maybe they do this crazy snow blizzard in the middle of night, a- unable to see anything on purpose. I know. I think that was a spell. This, the blizzard itself was like a Night King spell. <gasps> oh no, absolutely. But I'm saying like maybe they was it like. Do you think that intentionally they wanted to incorporate that for, like, the fight sequences because of the magic? Or did they just oh, conveniently yeah, use this as a Oh, because they've said that, like, with um, Battle of the Bastards, like, they made it intentionally chaotic, chaotic because war is chaotic. You don't know who you're fighting. You don't know who's good, who's, like, who's on your side kind of thing. Okay. And I think that that's, like, what they were going for with this, but they totally missed the mark. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they totally missed the mark because, like, I, if you're going to go that route, you have to be consistent with it. Like, this is, this is a stressful war. You can't see anything. Um, the spell that the Night King casts, you know, would knock out fire, which is why I assume they didn't start with fire on the battlefield, right? Because he casts that spell and the fire goes away. Yeah. But the fire manages to stay through this somehow. I, I wasn't sure of that. But um, the magic's very confusing sometimes with what works and what doesn't. But yeah, Now that you mention that, I think about it. All the fire in this battle was all magic fire because it was Melisandre's and uh, the dragons. So I think you have something there. Yeah. Um, and so... So they have that aspect of it. But then... They want to talk. They want to. They want to show like the horrors of war, and that one of the things of Thrones was that 
anybody could die at any moment. And, like, not everybody gets a heroic death. Not everybody gets, you know, to be Liana Mormont killing a freaking giant with her <laughs> dying gasp. R.I.P. But they didn't do that. You know, they didn't, they they completely skipped over that. So they have the reality of the look of the battle, but everybody's still safe. (laughs) Oh, everyone that is important is safe. Yeah. Yeah, Whoa, whoa, whoa. House Mormon, guys. They were important. (sighs) Bear Island. That's an island. They're safe from the White Walkers. Like, they should have just stayed under island. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> then we wouldn't have the glory that is Liana Mormont. Yeah, Liana Mormont. I mean, what a way to go. I mean, when she got whipped by the giant, uh, which I believe was one one, um, t- with his one eye. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Good call. That's a good her. catch. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. of that. And yeah, it felt terrible. Like I mean, she's such a small child, but like I mean, that that not to hold her badassery against her, and because due to her size, it's just like. She gets thrown in a way that, like, you rarely see characters get thrown around. And but she, like, in her dying grasps, uh, just punches him right through the eye. Um, which awesome. Uh, I'm just sad to see her go. She was, but I mean, okay, so let's think about it. Let's go through this. What was what was the last significant death on Game of Thrones that was that was somebody that was like. Captain Friendzone, just now. Jorah, okay, but yeah. <laughs> Jorah had Jorah had run his course. Like Jorah's time was up a very long time ago. Yeah, that's true. He's been living on borrowed time for forever. I, th- I think it has to be Littlefinger, no? Okay, but Littlefinger, think about like um, a hero esque, like a hero esque character that maybe was unexpected or. Because it's been a long time since we've had those kinds of deaths, and I'm a little worried that it, was it Hodor? The, the fan service oh God, has yeah. gotten to be too much for the yeah. story. Like no, they they to have to give them their happy ending. They have to give them all right. Uh, Liana Mormont has to go out with style because she's such a fan favorite character. We're gonna give her this badass ending. We're gonna have Arya come out of the freaking night with a ninja move and kill the Night King this way um we're gonna we're gonna put everybody on the brink but we're not gonna kill anyone jen i'm so happy that you said that because honestly that's how i've seen the last few seasons but i kind of stopped trying i've kind of just enjoyed the ride for the ride but that i absolutely agree with you 100 percent. i mean remember the battle with the dragons was it last season with the tarleys and uh jamie like jamie should not have survived that Jamie should not have survived that. Braun should not have survived that. Yeah. But even more egregious than that battle is the battle when they go up and bag themselves a white. Oh yeah. Oh my like, god. Like okay, that so was like ridiculous. If you go back and read my review on that episode, like over at thewordprint.com. Over at thewordprint.com. <laughs> that is that is that is the big point that I make for that episode. It's like all these people are dying left and right when they go to get themselves a white to so sure show Cersei, which fucking why why but they did and (laughs) okay yeah you know what's more proof just let them run south so exactly i wanted to touch upon that a bit later but i do have points on that too but everybody survived and like everybody except for uh is is that when that's that when thoros died thoros was the only one that died that episode yeah thoros died up at uh, thoros was the only one freaking um 
at the end of the season, uh, Tormund was atop the wall when the wall came down. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. he, what? He, not he only that, but all of those guys. Al- yeah, he's al- Tormund is alive until the final episode, or like, uh, episode five or six. Like, if Tormund survives the series, he's there just for fan service, but I don't think he makes it past five or six. I don't know. See, I think that they they have him as, they're they're going to Giant take babies. now. They're going to take him now and give him like a a, a castle somewhere. Like he's going to get the last hearth or oh, something like that. Like I think at this point they're That'd looking nice. at these characters left and they're like, "All right, we've got all of these left and we're going to have a Lord of the Rings moment and we're just going to just divvy them up." All throughout Westeros, and that's that's gonna be that. There's our there's our ending, you know. So like like Gendry, ends. Gendry's gonna go get the Stormlands. Yeah. And you know, and they're just they're just gonna go so, about. So you're saying we're gonna get like twenty cut to blacks at the end of Game of Thrones? That'll be the last episode. Everyone in their new castle. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, get a castle, yeah. and you get a castle. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, uh, you know how Lord of the Rings: uh, Return of the King ended. Had like a thirty-minute ending showing everybody. I loved that. Though. Didn't even have the scourging of the Shire, but whatever. And I'm, so, yeah. that's what that's what the last episode of Game of Thrones is going to be. Probably, actually. Yeah. Joking aside, I kind of think that's what they're doing. I kind of think that is too. It kind of upsets me. Uh, like I think a lot of my expectations for this season died with this episode. And it's kind of sad to acknowledge that, uh, you know, as a book, like as a book reader, I think the three of us have these details in mind. And I think the last couple of seasons after Jon Snow's death, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of where uh, Dance with Dragons ends, and where the book readers are kind of just like hoping for something new. I was just hoping. I just want to see what would come next in Martin's work. Like, what was what was that next chapter? And like the show gave it to us, and I would. I was apologetic for some of it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? They're trying to wrap up the series. It's gonna, you know, there's storylines that are dropped completely. Things are different. But, you know, at least I'm getting the bigger picture of it all. But with this, I, I don't even know if I'm getting Martin's, like, real vision for what this series looks like in the very end with how fan y some of this is going. Uh, and I have nothing against fan service, like Avengers Endgame, uh, no spoilers, but, like, that's a very fan y movie. Uh-huh. And, like, <laughs> yeah, it is. And I, I loved it. I think they, they honor everything that comes before, and um, but you go in knowing that it's going to be that level, right? Yeah. Like you you go in knowing with with a comic book movie that you're going to get action first. Yeah, yeah. And like when it comes to Game of Thrones, it's not what I'm expecting. Like I half like I joked last week, I think, with my cousins, going, "Oh, you know what'd be really funny if like nobody major dies." in the a long night battle against the White Walkers. Like, Joke's you know, on you! Yeah, it's just like they're messing around with our expectations like usual, uh, so no one's gonna die. And, like, that's kind of exactly what happened. I think like, the biggest death out of this, I, I feel like a lot of people are overlooking it, is Theon's. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. G- g- say what you will about the character and some of his choices he's made. Alfie Allen, the actor himself, has done a fantastic job. Phenomenal. Yeah. Excellent. Absolutely. He is, he is one of my favorites. Yeah. He has definitely made that character... Yeah, and even the way he went out, like, Jorah got this awesome, mo- like, in my opinion, Jorah got an awesome moment, but, like, why did Dion have to go out the way he did? Uh, I, like- he had just had, like, this, like, 
badass defense of Bran where he's taken white after white after white after white and then he's he's face to face with the Night King and all of the other White Walkers. He's literally which, the last man standing. And so and it's like, all right, you know what? You know what always works when you know <laughs> charging at the enemy. Yeah, the yeah. Boss. And melee combat, what always works is just charging headlong into the enemy. <laughs> I That's think totally fine. at that point they, he kind of knew, and I think both of him and Bran both knew, like, you're not coming out of this alive. Okay, well, fuck Bran. Seriously. <laughs> fuck that dude. Yo, honestly, I was, the entire time I'm wondering, aren't you Three-Eyed Raven? Don't you have some magic powers that you can use? Why are you just, like, chilling and zoning out the entire battle? So I have this theory that is 100% going to be wrong because I don't trust these showrunners. Unless they have a twist up their sleeve that they're just waiting to just drop on us. But I don't trust them enough to do something fun like this. I kind of think Bran Stark is like the Doctor Strange of uh, Game of Thrones. Where he (laughs) has seen multiple timelines and this is his one in 14 million. Or like this is one of them. And like I think we kind of see how things go at King's Landing and it all turns out bad. (laughs) And then we go back to this battle. And he changes something, or somehow changes something. I don't know. That's no. That's I, I, that's, I, they don't have time for that. They don't have the don't budget have for that. There's three episodes left. That's not gonna happen. So, so like, but like, I know this took them 55 days. But like, watching it, I'm just like, did it? Did all this really take them 55 days? I don't know if this is me just trying to prove my theory, right? But I feel like there's so much more to this episode. Or there should be, at least. because I mean, I'm sure there's, like, a lot with, like, the dragons has to be the biggest part, right? Like, because they have to have the, the, um, what what is it, like, the prop that they use in place of the dragons? Yeah, they use a rig and then the green screen. Okay, so they have to maneuver that rig through with everything else that they're doing while, like, setting off explosions and stuff throughout. Giving Yushi, us better like, lighting, thank goodness. Usually that's imposed over it, isn't it? I, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I was reading, apparently this is like the longest action fight battle sequence ever in yeah. the history of cinema and television. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, because it's just one big black mess, you know? It's just that, bodies. It, Basically. It's just bodies everywhere. I, I really want a fan edit of just, like, It's Raining Men over just, like, all the bodies. <laughs> oh, because, yes! Because, like, if you've seen World War Z, read the book, it's so much better than the movie. It's, oh, hands down. It's nothing like the book. Yeah. And, but, like, that scene in World War Z where, like, the like the bodies are just, like, piling over each other to, like, go up the wall and just, like, they're just raining down. That's literally what this entire battle is like once the defenses are breached. Like, they build these trenches around Winterfell and they don't have... There's no... There's no oil... Like, was there oil on there? Or was it just dragon no. glass? No, like, it's just dragon glass. They had nothing else. Their only their only plan was to have Gendry make a bunch of dragon glass weapons and then some uh, barricades with dragon glass spikes and then the trench. Yeah, so should we That was their over, plan. Should we kind of just go over, like, the sequence of this battle? I yes, kind of please. Because I kind of uh, I kinda, I have something to say about every part, so go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so the battle starts mm-hmm. off with. Melisandre showing up, lighting the Dothraki swords, or are they Anks? I, I don't know. Arachs. Arachs. Yeah. yeah. On fire. And then Jorah leads them in like a charge into pitch black. Uh, I gotta say, how do, you think, how do you think that the other fighters felt? 
Like you when Melisandre did that. Like like she I, she lit all the Dothraki swords and like all of the unsullied were just looking at their spears like what the fuck? Yeah. I don't yeah. get fire. But you know what? I don't think I don't think their weapons were dragon glass. I think they were straight metal. Which was the other thing that really confused me because I was looking no, at them and I was like, "They're not black." <laughs> I could have sworn everything was laced with dragon glass because otherwise it'd be pointless to fight with just straight metal. Well, if they had fire. Uh, yeah, that's true yeah. too. So unless they're fighting the White Walkers. Although I will say this, uh, yes, it was pretty a, a really dumb plan. But you know how in like uh, Helms cool. Helms Deep in uh, in uh, Lord of the Rings, how Gandalf shows up and and uh, yeah. yeah, so it it. To me, it seemed like they were doing the reinforcement kind of finale movie move at the beginning. So that's where Melisande, who's supposed to come later, shows up, and that's when they do the knights. <laughs> but the entire thing goes obviously wrong. Yeah, um, it's different, but, it, but it's but not. It's not great. It's filmed really well. Like that it is. Sequence. It's terrifying. Like when you watch yeah. them go into that darkness and all the light, all the fires start to go out. Like it's like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and then you hear the rumbling. You hear, you see Jorah come back. You see horses. I thought he came back as a as a white. Yeah, and it's just like you see the terror in their eyes, and then this wave of what of keep saying wildlings, but they're walkers. Is it whites? Whites, whites, whites whites are the zombies. Walkers are the like generals that had absolutely no purpose. Yeah. Oh, that's another story. Uh, Oh yeah, so the whites the whites come crashing, and they. They literally, like, they take down all your favorites. Like, it's just a wave of bodies, and you're just like, yeah, everyone I love has died. But they didn't. Yeah, Sam should have died, like, six times. Yeah. yeah but Sam shouldn't have been on the fucking battlefield, yeah. let's be honest. Sam I mean, should have been down in the crypts. Yeah. So I'm gonna throw this out there, like, what was the plan exactly? Just to have the battle happen, and then wait for the Night King to show up, and then Danny and yeah. John were gonna take him down? Because... Yeah. It, I think Danny and J- they were supposed to hold Winterfell as long as they could, like the outside, and then once the Night King showed up, they would go after him, or like they'd see his dragon and they'd fly up and try doing something. I don't think they accounted for the Blizzard to come in. Yeah, they did fight, not. Yeah. And that threw, which is bananas for- because again they fought him before. Yeah, this has happened before, you doofuses. But you know it's Jon Snow. He knows nothing. He it's knows- literally there. It's seasons That's worth true. of buildup that Jon Snow knows. I, I am convinced that at every single turn, Jon Snow was looking for a way to die. Like, he has been looking for a way to die since he joined the Night's Watch. And every single time, someone's saving his stupid ass. Like, he's got Mance Raider saving him. He's got uh, the, the Lord Commander Mormont saving him. He's got Sam saving him. Tormund. He's got all these people. He's literally got Melisandre bringing him back to life. And the dude is like, God damn it, not again. I'm so tired. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, and he's like, he's suicidal at this point. In the Battle of the Bastards, he's trying to 1v1 the Bolton army, and then Sansa shows up with the rest of the soldiers from the Vale. You know, and so in, like, this episode, he's like, I don't, I, I just, I'm just so fucking done with it. You know what? Fine. I'm just gonna scream at a dragon. Ah! And he screams at the dragon, and then it's like, oh, yeah, it died. I mean, he's very much like the, he's supposed to be the prototypical hero. And it's really cliche, and it gets him in really stupid situations, but... So, because he's an idiot. I, yeah. I don't 
think John sees himself as a hero, though. In my eyes, for him, he's just yeah, he's trying to do the right thing. But he, that's the thing is, is I don't think much... the hero sees himself as a hero. They just act when Shuff goes down. Yeah. And it's but obviously I, not the smartest move sometimes. I, I think even for him, like, he's always just trying to do the right thing. Like, he didn't, he knew he didn't have a, a place in Winterfell with uh, Caitlyn Stark not um, really accepting him. And he, like, you know, Ned was going down south. He was losing his father figure, or who he thought he was his father. Um, so, uh, you know, why would he stay? Uh, so he decides to go up to the Night's Watch to join his uncle, to have, at least have some sort of purpose. I think he's always tried to do the right thing, but, yeah, you're, as Jen said, he, he's just always, he's has, he has this luck, he relies on others to get him out of these tough situations. And, like, maybe, he, he might be a better ruler than he is a fighter. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, or a strategist, like I, I don't think so. Actually, I, don't think I think so he either. would be a terrible ruler. I, I think, think I think he doesn't know what to do actually, when wait, shit's right. not hitting the fan. I also yeah. think the same thing of Danny. Like I don't think that Danny knows how to rule when it's not wartime. Okay, that's that, why Sansa and yes. Tyrion are yeah. so necessary to this story. Absolutely. So, actually, actually oh my you God. guys are right because yeah. I, I just remembered from last season when Cersei was asking like. Hey, so John, can you like guarantee nothing will happen to me after you guys after we deal with the Walker threat? Like you let me and my child go. And he's like, you know what? I've already pledged my allegiance to the uh, Daenerys, and everyone's just like, you idiot! Like, why? <laughs> Even <laughs> Danny's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And then he did that again this season, like right before the battle. He goes up to Danny. He's like, I'm actually um, the one true king. And he's like, an idiot. like you you could not hold that information till like after this fight. I totally yeah. expected Danny to turn on him and just like kill him half before this episode aired. Um, and that's probably just just thing. accidentally just kick him yeah. off the dragon or say exactly. something to Rhaegal that you know bucks him off. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll walk back my John being a good ruler. He's he's maybe a good he's a support character to a ruler. Hundred yeah. percent agree. John's a great fighter. Danny's a yeah. great conqueror. But it's really Tyrion and Sansa that do the ruling. Yeah, and the thing with Danny that annoys me is that she walks in and then she's like, "Why the?" And you wouldn't accept me as the one true ruler because you haven't done shit for anybody here. They like, don't just, know you. They they yeah. they don't have TV here. Yeah, and like <laughs> they, it's like yeah, sure. Like you freed all those slaves across the narrow sea like and those people love you for it and you ruled and you like you earned your respect over there but in westeros nobody gives a shit nobody knows what you've done like why should they care and and she just doesn't get that through her head and it just frustrates me because like i mean okay in her defense yeah in danny's defense she has been told literally her entire life that her throne The Targaryen throne was stolen from her and her brother. And then after her brother is killed, that's her whole purpose. Her whole life goal has been to get back the Iron Throne. She has literally had no other goal in life. She's not been allowed to have another goal in life. This has been her singular focus. And so no one else sees this buildup that she has had her whole life. They don't get, they don't see the baggage that she's carrying behind her, the things that she has suffered, the people that she's lost, but she feels all of that. She feels it all in every moment and every interaction that she has with these people. And so she comes across as this person who, like, 
they're like, okay, I, I, we don't know you, Becky. Yeah. You just got here. Like, give us ten minutes to talk to you first. But she's like, no, but you don't understand. Like, it took me six years to get fucking ships. Like, yeah. they don't they don't know that. I'm and still so a, that's why she comes across that way, I think. I'm five books in, and I still have not made it across the sea. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I, I, I get it. And then, like, I think for, as a ruler, she needs to understand that. Like, she needs to earn her respect. Like, look what happened with Ned Stark. Ned Stark was just like, look, Joffrey's not the true king here. Like, we need to, like, get... Uh, who, who was it? He needed to get, like, Gendry up there. And, like... He, he, he wanted to put no Renly support. on the. He wanted to yeah. put Renly on the throne. Yeah, yeah, Renly. Yeah. There you go. But like, he had zero support behind him. And like, th- what happens when you have zero support? You get Jamie Lannister <laughs> killing your best man, and uh, like, you know, Littlefinger turns against you. Everyone will turn against you unless you have that support. So like, I I get her frustration. Like, but but she's yeah. but see again. That's also a baggage that Daddy doesn't know. Daddy yeah. doesn't know the. But the political intrigue side of that stuff, like, Danny, Danny and Essos has known fire and blood. You know, every conquest that she's had has had to be brutal. And her stomping her feet and using her dragons and using the Unsullied, because that's, that's the way to get them to understand and to listen. And it's backfired. It backfired hardcore and Marine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of did also just work out a little bit for her. So she was like, eh. So she's learned her whole life. Like, all right, um, the person with the biggest fist wins. And I've got three fucking dragons. So um, step in line, y'all. Step in line. And in Westeros, the political climate is way different. There is way more intrigue. There's way more backstabbing. There's way more maneuvering with marriages and different alliances and those things. And like the seven different major houses play a part of that. Danny has never had to deal with that kind of politic before. So she comes in from, like, a singular mindset. Like, all right, your leader's here. What's up, y'all? She doesn't understand the different cultures. And she didn't really understand the different cultures when it came to Slaver's Bay and all of that either. She but totally didn't. But the thing is, she, yes, yeah. I agree that she's not she's not the most uh, seasoned in terms of intrigue. But that's why she has little... Uh, she, that's why she has uh, Varys and Tyrion, you know? She, uh, Danny might not be the best in playing the Game of Thrones, but she does have a great council. Com- Compared to just about every other ruler that we've seen so far, I don't know. I agree with you. I and I think that if she listened to them and took their counsel a little bit more, she'd be better off for it. Absolutely. Yeah. But okay. with the way that they have treated Tyrion's character, and then also um, like his mistakes of late, yeah, it's. I- I just it's wanna... kind of backfired a little. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I've noticed something in terms of the writing. It seems like once George R. R. Martin was like done with all of his content and kind of pushed out, it, it just seems like that's where all these issues started happening with like the pacing of the show and with the character mm-hmm. development, losing Tyrion's essential storylines, uh, the, the weird instant travel that has been occurring the past two years. Um yeah, that's that's all I have. <laughs> I mean, and I don't I don't mind 
some of those things for the sake of the show. I don't mind the instant. It's it's frustrating a little bit, but I don't mind the instant travel if it speeds up the story so that not every episode is just a filler episode so that we can buy that, you know, they got to this place at this certain time or whatever. My issue is that in this episode in particular, we've built up this Night King. We yeah. have had loss after loss after loss going against the Night King. And he has been almost to an annoying degree built up as this godlike figure mm -hmm. that they cannot get to. And I fully expected this episode to end with like just a smattering of survivor survivors clamoring onto the back of the two remaining dragons and then flying south to like the twins or something, you know, for safety and, and then going to, uh, King's Landing to lick their wounds or whatever and then make that final stand there. To be honest, this that's resolution, exactly yeah. This yeah. resolution feels so fast considering how long we have been waiting to figure out what the, the Night King wants exactly with Bran. And I guess it's just the fact that he wants to kill all humans, which seems like such a a hardline villain stance that is almost caricaturesque considering what they've built him as. But let's be honest, do you really think they'll even cover any of that lore anymore? Because I don't think so. No, they're not. They're not, There's no way that they go into that. There's no yeah. way that now we understand all of this. Like, like what it was. He was, why did the Night King have to be the one to kill Bran? Why wouldn't he just let them overrun Winterfell and kill yeah. everyone and then yeah. leave the cripple in the Godswood? by himself like he could have just flown around in circles and waited for the whites to do their business and then fly down and do it like there's no reason like jamie said last episode there's no reason why the night king would come onto that battlefield especially because they're winning but he did anyway because he's arrogant yeah which leads me to believe that the night king is actually a stark but i think he's a targaryen i think he's a targaryen too because he survived the dragon why? fire so that, they have said that that, and George R. R. Martin has said that that is Danny specific. That is not a Targaryen thing because there are Targaryens who have died from being burned alive by dragons. So I thought I honestly think he's a Targaryen because I think it was the first men versus the children of the forest. Targaryens are Andals. Yeah, but weren't they the first men on uh, in Westeros, or were there men before that? It was the first men who were in Westeros were like the first people there, and then the children of the forest. Elves. So, yeah. So first men, like Starks, were first men. Okay. Um, Targaryens were not. Targaryens came over. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they they've shown even in the show that the Night King is a, is of the first men, and he was changed by the Children of the Forest, and then I guess and he just was like the Children him, of the. Right? What's that? It was to use the Night King to kill the humans in their war against the humans? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then the children of the forest realized, oh, <laughs> we messed up. We've made a huge mistake. That's not what we meant to do. And the Night King was like, nope, too late. I win. Um, this is mine. So they built the wall to keep the, uh, the Night King and the White Walkers and Whites and stuff back. But with the magic of the wall... It, it didn't keep them because he got a dragon because, hey, we're smart. 
we brought these dragons for him to collect like Pokemon. So <laughs> Charizard. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's frustrating, especially with the Night King, because there's stuff that they have, you know, they've teased and stuff like uh, the babies from Craster's Keep, where. Those are all uh, the White Walkers. Yeah. yeah, those are the White Walkers. But, like, you know, some better explanation, like, all that stuff that was going on with that uh, would have been nice. Because uh, I, I, it's, like, knowing that's a White Walker, I think it, it's still drawing a bit, in my opinion, on, like, <coughs> like, what exactly the plan was there. Like, they aged. Do they not age? Because, like, he turned a baby. Um <laughs> I think we kind of like, just have to give up on the lore, honestly, because they're just not going to touch it. Or and if they do, it's going to be in the prequel. And there, yeah, and there's stuff with the the symbols they would leave behind. I guess it's a warning. I kind of feel like how I felt about the ending to- of Lost. There's just all this backstory and weird symbols and things that we're just never really going to get a chance to know. But there was well, one amazing piece of lore that was fulfilled, if we could talk about it. Um, Azora High and uh, Arya Stark... Yeah. So you even, think you yeah, think that yeah. that was fulfilled? Tell me. I, I don't. I didn't even like if that was fulfilled in that way because I don't feel like it was. You don't think so? I don't uh, when, think the so pop even lines up with Arya in any way. Who did she sacrifice? I mean, I I just well, I just think herself. If anything, yeah. I. But she's still Arya Stark. <laughs> I just I just found it cool that she was the one delivering the killing blow. But in terms of I actually fulfilling all the prophecy stuff no not 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 really <laughs> i mean i think it's cool that that aria was the one that did it i don't i like that she did it with the uh the dagger that started this whole thing uh the dagger that was supposed to kill bran in his sleep yeah um i like things like that coming full circle um and i like the image the idea that she must have like disguised herself as a white to sneak up on the the Night King. Possibly. Um, but it just seemed so... <sighs> it was so fanservice-y that <laughs> it, it just... It, there's so many questions of why. Why why did Bran warg into a bunch of ravens for the entire fucking battle? And he, yeah. why? Flew, past, he pl- flew past the Night King, so he's going even further north. What was up there? That's, I mean, so, I don't, you know, honestly, what I hope is I honestly hope that Bran orchestrated all of this so that he could then absorb the Night King's power and then be the, the villain. Like, that's what everyone I, like, else is saying, too, online. Are there like, other people saying that? Good. Yeah, because, yeah. um, I, I want, know. I want more to, to this than just that moment. I can't, like, it, I don't know what it is, but it's so deflating to think that I've been waiting for this long to have this kind of a resolution. I mean, there's so many the fan King. rumors, but uh, it's kind of a mix of what you both said. I think um, there is a rumor that Bran, using magic time travel power type things, that he knew that he had to fulfill this destiny. So there's a big theory that he's going to become the uh, the Night King after def- it, you know, defeating it. Basically, but I don't know if that's actually I mean, going to happen because so that's guys, that's been a theory yeah, for a while that yeah. Bran is the Night King. Yeah, like I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was one of the earlier promos of it was like Cersei Lannister, and then it was like her eyes turning blue or like her like like a cold uh, aroma around her, like an aura, uh, as if she was turning into like a White Walker or like the Night Queen. Um, do you guys remember that? 
That was the one that they did all of the the posters, like, in the House of Black and White, right? I think so. I think yeah. that's one of those. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, there's a lot of cool fan theories based off of that. Like, I honestly thought, like, imagine, I think some of the theories back then were, what if the attack on Winterfell was, like, a fake and the Night King went straight down towards... King's that was landing. a pretty big one last week yeah. that yeah. people thought was going to happen. And that, like, that would have been cool. And, like, I think what's disappointing is a lot of the fan th- theories and stuff are so much... Or just, like, based off of what what has been already established are work so much better than what we got last night. Again, yeah. it's, like, lost. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, no, like, uh, so, so I, I don't I understand. With, There's... <laughs> I was gonna say, my thing with lost was... Some of those theories were way out there, <laughs> so out there that uh, it's some of those are hard to uh, for me to like stomach. But I think with Game of Thrones, a lot of them are just so much better than what we're getting. I I, I completely agree, and I've thought that for a very long time. I think that even in terms of the books, most of the time. But I mean, I I thought that because we didn't see the Night King in any of the the trailers or the previews that he was going to go down to the citadel and destroy all the maesters and and all of that but um i like i want like i want to know like what the what the heck is benjen you know like benjen <laughs> popped in for that episode last year two years ago when he saved them in their white bagging adventure and then he just went off to his death again like but he was very clearly an undead figure who had resisted death and i kind of thought that we would get a little bit more of that at least from this like maybe maybe one of the characters has one of those moments where they're able to resist the magic that is controlling them from the night king you know and so then they're they're reanimated kind of like melisandre reanimated john run back to life whatever um you know but then there's this like tension of if we kill the night king we're gonna kill this person too yeah i honestly <laughs> forgot about uncle benjen <laughs> i mean the where is yeah. uncle benjen is uncle benjen cold hands yeah. like has been just it's been is. one of those prevailing theories for book readers for a long time and so and maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem for all three of us. You know, like, we have been subsisting off of these theories and this discourse surrounding these books for so long that when we are presented with what we were last night, we're like, oh, but that's it? Actually, that's- I actually like the episode, guys. I was actually more satisfied with this than with Endgame, as weird as that sounds. Whoa. That's, I know. That, that's, that's why we have a lot uh, to talk about. So weird for me. Yeah. yeah. Um... No, for me, like, the episode itself, it was... I enjoyed it. It's just, it's a lot of the questions that linger. Because, like, you build up these White Walkers for eight seasons. Like, you had these lieutenants and generals. You had Jon Snow fight one at Hardhome and destroy it. You have these soldiers, like, you have Brienne, you have Jamie, you have Jorah with Valyrian steel. And you could have had these epic, like, moments, these fights with these generals. But they weren't used in any way besides, like, Beyonce walking up to Bran uh, as, like, background dancers. You know, um, at this point, I'm so tired of crying about this series and being disappointed that I'm just happy with fan service. That's all I expect at this point. I know that sounds awful, but that's just how I approach Game of Thrones now. Yeah. So, <laughs> I th- uh, so there's a lot that happens. Like, uh, do you guys remember everyone that has died in this episode? <laughs> 
Yeah, but at the yes. same time, I feel like we should mention who didn't die, or who we thought we should have died, because there was a lot of those. Yeah, and there's uh, there's some other good moments as well yeah. uh, that I want to touch upon. Uh, I don't think we need to go through everything, because we've already been on so many tangents uh, in general. But um, All right, you go. So who do you guys think should have died? Who do you think should have died, or who do we think, sh- do, well, who did we think was going to die? Why not both? <laughs> Jamie. Okay, well, I, I guess Jamie Lannister. I thought Jamie. I thought Jamie was supposed yeah, to die. I, I wanted I, Jamie to die. Same here. I think. I think Jamie surviving is kind of bullshit, especially like he's not even that good of a swordsman anymore. Yeah, he's not that good of a swordsman. Um, he's he's fulfilled his arc. Like he, should, he, he completed his crypt. oath. He's proven that he's a he's a solid knight. Like he's a good person. He's redeemed yeah. completely. He basically passed on his like. His knighthood. <laughs> his knighthood, in a way, but not even just that. Like his honor to to Brienne. Like he, he was Luke yeah. Skywalker to Rey. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that that was definitely that him knighting Brienne was not Brienne's death knell. That was Jamie's. Yeah. So, so that brings up the next one, I guess. Do you think Brienne should have died? No. 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 I feel like no. it was expected that she was going to, given what happened. Everybody thought she was going yeah. to when she got knighted, but no, I don't think... Yeah. I think that she still has... I think that she needs to stay with Sansa. I so hope so. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, last night was the first time I heard the phrase plot armor for the first time. <laughs> You've never heard the phrase plot <laughs> armor? No, no, never heard it before. Not uh, once? Not once. Uh, so, it was the first time I heard it last night. And wow. And I, I kind of brought in, like, a lot of... Uh, uh, items to focus and just realize how fan service we're gonna get. Uh, I don't expect. Uh, so like, the hound should have died. Absolutely, he, he's not gonna he's not gonna die because we need the Clegane bowl. The, the Clegane bowl. Yeah. Uh, I can't Mountain. believe they're gonna do that. They're totally like, gonna do it. It's it's why, why okay like that. So that's that's infuriating to me. Yeah. From a narrative standpoint, because you've gone through all of this character work for the hound, and he had. Um, the moments with, I'm spacing on the guy's name, um, the monk. Oh, yeah, I know. Brother, uh... Dondarrion or whatever, right? No. No, that's, that's Barrick. Barrick Dondarrion. Um... He was a hippie for that one episode. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so, um... I don't know why it's stressing me out that I can't remember this guy's name. I don't think it says it's not that it's not it's it's not, but it's yeah. bothering me. But um, you know, he had all of that development where he became this better person, and then traveling with the Brotherhood without banners, you know, he almost overcame his fear of fire, right? And then this episode, it was like all of that was for naught. You know, he's he's frozen in fear, and it's like again, that's what happens to people in these stressful situations but he's frozen with fear and it takes Arya to snap him out of it but we have seen him become this better person why the hell would he go to king's landing and then fight the mountain to the death he doesn't need to anymore he's better than that he has overcome these things that the mountain has done to him and it's not like i think he even recognizes it's not his brother because when they meet at king's landing with the but he's also no longer the Hound, mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah, he's he Sandor no Clegane now. Yeah. And so, having the Clegane Bowl while also being huge fan service is a big step back for Sandor's character. Yeah. And then... Agreed, I think, but I still want to see yeah. it. 
Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, Again, fan service all the way for me. It's been so built up at this point, like it just needs to happen. Uh, I think the other one uh, was like us saying that Jamie needed to die. Since he didn't die, he's gonna die at the hands of Cersei or not being able to kill Cersei in my eyes because they him Terry the, the Lannisters have to like re meet, and then I think Bronn might end up killing Tyrion. Um, no, I I think Bron kills Tyrion because I think as much as we love Tyrion, it needs to be the one guy that saved his ass. Uh, like, what more brutal way is there for Bron uh, for Tyrion to go out? I I I am the opposite. I, I, I want Tyrion to be the only the one who survives personally. And I think I, Ar- I think Arya wears Jamie's face and kills Cersei. <laughs> uh, see, I think that of the two brothers. Jamie is the one who is more likely to be able to kill Cersei. I think Jamie face to face with Cersei right now would kill her in a heartbeat. Oh, I, I don't think I don't think Tyrion could do it. I think Tyrion still as we saw with how she was able to manipulate him, especially with the baby, Tyrion still has that Lannister pride. Jamie doesn't give a fuck about the Lannisters anymore. Mm-hmm. He is done with the freaking red and yellow lion who I don't care, whatever. He is done. It means nothing to him. He is Jamie. That's it. Tyrion is still Lannister through and through. And so, and I think killing his sister, while he's joked about it, while he's definitely dreamed about it, I think pulling the plug on that and actually doing it, I don't think he could do it, and I think Cersei would kill him instead. Is... I was... It, so. Is he Jamie of Tart? No. Sure. Yeah, Jamie of Tart. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie of Sapphire Isle. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, who else? So, okay. I, I, who who I, else the, did you Dion think should and, die? Dion died, and I expected him to die. I didn't. Uh, I actually, I had a little bit of hope, I'm not going to lie, that Theon and Sansa were going to be together. I would have liked to see that, but after everything with Tyrion and Sansa in this episode, it was kind of sweet. Um, it was kind of sweet, but I did like that Missandei shot them the fuck down, though. <laughs> they would have really smart, smart. Anyway, <laughs> it, it, it was is a sweet line from Sansa to go. You are the best of them in references to her husband. Yes, but it's also a very low bar that was set by. Yeah. What, was she married to uh, Robin? They wanted to at some point, but I don't think they were actually. They never. And then, whatever his fuck face was, who died in the battle of Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. God, I hate him. Oh, uh, Torment. Did you guys think Torment was going to make it? Because I didn't. Yeah. No. no. I didn't think Torment was going to make it. Um, I didn't think Podrick was going to make it. Me too. I didn't think think Gendry was going to make it. I expected Gendry to live. I think. I think he's Gendry will make it to the end. Same here, only because he's the last uh, Baratheon. That's or... not true. Robert Baratheon had so many bastards, <laughs> but they killed a lot of them. Oh, that's true. Joffrey had a lot of them killed. He's the last confirmed Baratheon. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if anything, Arya is pregnant with Gendry's. Uh, I hate that. Child. I hate that thought. Like, <laughs> I hate that. Like, too. I hate that they yeah. have to carry on the name. I hate that they have to have babies. I hate that. that like yeah. this lineage thing. Like, no, just let the house name die. Yeah. I have a gut feeling they're gonna do that at the finale. Like, we're oh, I think the they're going to do it. Of, like, they're Lords going to do it and... because it's going to be a sickeningly sweet finale. So, yeah. I mean, 
we still have the nurse's vision where, like, the Iron Throne is just, like, in a room that's completely destroyed. Uh, yeah, because Cersei is going to light off the rest of the wildfire. Which, by the way, Do I think next episode... Left? I think so. I think there there are caches of wildfire underneath all of King's Landing. How was there? So I think okay. I think what they should do is I think that you know come f- time to fight Cersei, they should all just hide in the sewers of King's Landing. You know, next to like these dusty barrels of green, green liquid. That's probably the safest place for them to be, like the crypts were in this battle. Mm-hmm. Like that that's where they should be. They should be in the sewers next to these <laughs> this green liquid that is definitely not going to explode and kill them what is this wildfire you'll be safe right next to it with this match (laughs) uh i'm trying to think yeah i think cersei is going to go uh scorched earth she is yeah yeah, she is going to be the (laughs) i agree i agree with you there but i also think that jamie's gonna do king slayer round two and and kill her before she blows up the place but that's just a fan theory i think she's gonna at least get the throne though Hmm. Cersei? He'll go down with her. Yeah. I think Cersei is going to blow up the Red Keep. Huh. I wouldn't I mind, mind that, that, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that it's got to, like, it's the death of a symbol, right? Like, they've yeah. been fighting for this symbol the whole series. You blow that up, now what do you have? I mean, I always thought the battles were silly for thing and even the conversation between Danny and Sansa of just like what about the north it's just like what why does ruling the north mean so much to you when you can have King's Landing and everything that isn't the north you know I guess because you're supposed Um, to rule all of Westeros right but like why like because in Danny's mind this is the kingdom that is owed to her and it's seven kingdoms not six so give me my seventh one she can have Dragonstone I don't know Try, no one wants Dragonstone. I like that Stannis place, Dragonstone. but yeah, all right. <laughs> they gave Stannis Dragonstone. I mean, it doesn't matter. There's like nobody left alive in Dorne. Like, what's what's the leadership situation in Dorne right now? All the Martells have been killed. Yeah, and same with the Tyrells, right? Tyrells are pretty much off the map. The Tyrells are all gone. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Man, that sucks. Yeah, oh, you know what? I just realized Sam will inherit it. Probably, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think Sam's just gonna like relax at the Citadel and write this story. Well, not this is all from his perspective. I'm still like the reason I don't think Sam will die is because this all has to be from his perspective because yeah. he knows way too much. Um, I'm trying to think who who else is left that who who else did you think should have died? Grey Worm should have been dead, in my opinion. He, yeah, how uh, dare he try to have a happy ending? Exactly, like he made plans. <laughs> you don't make plans. It seems like the last character of whatever they represent seems to be immune to dying right now. And Grey Worms, the last like of the, the last Unsullied. of the Unsullied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, tr- I'm pulling up a picture of the death pool. Uh, so, see, Sansa, I think she lived through it. Uh, Yara Greyjoy. Um, Yay she's freaking better. She's gonna be the queen. I think she's fine. Yeah. Uh, Jon Snow, you think he makes it to the end? I don't see him and Daenerys making it. What's one of them, I think? Yeah, I actually think... Alright, so I I wanted to mention this earlier. Sorry, Jen. Um, Go ahead. But, uh, so that scene, uh, inside the Winterfell when the Hound saves Arya and then Beric and Darren basically pulls a Hodor Mm 2.0 and, uh, uh, lets them escape. Uh, Melisandre goes... You know, Barak was brought back 
to life like 19 or 20 times just so he could serve this purpose of like saving Arya's life uh, uh she was you know her powers for everything were leading up to this moment for setting up Arya to kill the Night King why was John brought back to life he, I mean if if your purpose is to die after you served the Lord of the Light what's John's remaining purpose I'm sure that there's a lot of like um was it just to rally the troops but he's still alive I, think. I mean yeah he would have to be the reason why he was the reason why Winterfell was taken back from the Boltons he's the reason why yeah. Danny's there to help them like without the dragons do they really without the Unsullied and the Dothraki do they really have a fighting chance against the Night King like he's gonna steamroll them so you know I mean all these different things kind of lead one from the other to the next and so on and so forth yeah, basically, uh, from what I read, uh, Jon Snow and, and uh, Daenerys were essential to that final battle, but they didn't really go into detail why, they just knew that they had to survive until that moment, and that's really it. So now they're just fair game, right? Like Pretty much, I think this makes everyone fair game in terms of prophecies, but prophecies were never that reliable anyway in Game of Thrones. Look how many times Melisande got it wrong, you know? Yeah. I so that was going to be something that I was going to mention is that like was she was she lying just to get herself closer to who she needed to be close to? You know, like, oh, Stannis, he's he's the true believer. It's definitely him, right? Like he's going to be the one that's going to I just think it's He's like... He's the Lord of Lights chosen. Oh, wait, it's John. <laughs> oh, no, wait, hold on. I'm seeing something. Maybe it's Gentry? No, no, oh, no, it's Arya. Okay. I, I just feel like it's presidential primaries. Like, you choose your, like, your frontrunner, you're, like, rooting for them, and then they, then they don't make it to where you want, and then they, like, endorse someone else, and you're like, okay, I'll go with them, until it's just two people left, and you're like, okay, it's this guy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's hedging her bets. Yeah. And she's left Wait, long actually, left to see him through. What, what was it, that last scene with her and removing the necklace thing? She I mean, moved. She, that that's her glamour. Yeah, but she was it also keeping her alive. It was. You yeah. killed herself, right? Yeah. yeah. Why? What but purpose did, did that serve? I I don't know, but she said. Uh, I mean, like she told uh, Varys last time they met that like she's going to Volantis, and the next time she comes back to Westeros is when she dies. Um, but the thing is, it was of her own choice. It wasn't like she she was a self fulfilling prophecy. It made no sense yeah. to well, me at all. We don't, don't we don't we don't know like we'll never know what <laughs> her what her internal struggle was. Like maybe it was incredibly painful for her to keep that glamour up. Maybe it was incredibly painful for her to stay alive. But she knew that she needed to do so in order to get to this moment. And then you know, once she finally fulfilled it, then there it is. No, you know, you. and I'm sure that also for her there's that immense guilt. Like, you know, we see the way that she looks at Davos and knows that she's responsible for the death of how many people. You know, um, she kills Renly. She kills Shireen. And uh, not to mention others, other sacrifices in her name to for Stannis to succeed. And so... Maybe that guilt is too much for her. Possibly. I mean, I, as weird as it sounds, I actually was the fan of Stannis at the very beginning. I was rooting for Stannis and Melisande and them to win it. But this is, like, before they adapted the TV version as compared to the book version. Because the book version is actually pretty honorable. TV version, yeah. they're just idiots and horrible people, really. 
They're cultists. Yeah, but the book version yeah. was like, we know what we're supposed to do. We're trying to do the right thing, but nobody likes us. I totally feel that. <laughs> yeah. I sympathize with that plight. Anyway, um, anybody else? Uh, so let me, I've kind of gone over Cersei. Do you think she gets out of this alive? No. Not at no, all. she's oh. dead. She's no. totally the villain. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah she's, um, she's gone. Gendry, yes or no? I mean, I think I I would have said that he was going to die if he was going to die. He was going to die last night. Yes. Now that he's not dead, he's he's alive for the rest of okay. the rest of the series. Like most things, I agree with Jen. Uh, <laughs> ghost. Oh, that makes me sad. I think he's. I think, I he think Ghost dies because John dies. I think he survives because they forget to actually do something with him. I just hope he goes off and disappears, and we don't know, and he just has a family he goes and finds nymeria yeah like that's what i hope happens that'd be cute yeah they have dire wolf pups yeah oh um, um, they're siblings below they're targaryens <laughs> they're dire wolves they don't that no like they're gonna have like three-legged babies it's okay they're still dire or seven-legged babies i don't know um davos uh he lives yeah. i think he dies if he didn't die this episode he lives i, I think davos dies of old age to be it <laughs> i think he dies after adopting every orphaned girl in westeros because yep. um, i think I, th- I think he's so fucking sweet and he just he just wants to take care of all the children yeah and so now now that he knows how to read he can sign all the adoption papers but he's a guy who i could see going next because he doesn't have a big thing but I totally agree. How dare you? But I, no, no, don't get me wrong. I love Davos. He's one of my favorites too. Is but well, yeah, we're heading towards seed battles, so he might not make it out. Because I mean, if you watch the preview, you see Targaryen ships, and we know Yoran Greyjoy is with uh, the side uh, on Cersei's side. Yeah. So I mean. Davos might still have a Can we talk about how horrible Euron is? He is. Like, he's uh, awful. He is in this, but I kind of like him in the books. I kind of like him in the books, too. Like, but in this, he's awful. He's just a horrible. He's just, like, a a douche. (laughs) Yeah, like... It's the best way to describe him. I see him as the the pirate king. He's, like... He's the frat boy that just kind of, like, inherited daddy's uh, title and just is running his ship company. Yeah. Yeah, he he looks like he should just always be chewing tobacco. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and smell like it too. Yeah. What uh, what about uh, varies? Oh God, I hope he lives throughout the whole thing. W- was there was there a prophecy for him? Because I know Melisandre said mentioned something about him before last season. I think he's supposed to die. Let me double check. Oh, that would make me sad. While you're double checking, I think we can move on to the dragons. Do you think the dragons make it? No. Not even one. You think nope. they'll be like? I don't think any of the dragons make it. I think they all die. They're so all killed by elephants. Elephants. You know there were supposed to be ice spiders <laughs> in this battle, but they couldn't figure out how to. Uh, Sorry, uh, because in the books, animated. the the others, which are the White Walkers, the others ride ice spiders. Yeah. They didn't want to animate, like, real creatures because they're, like, people will be, like, they're moving too unrealistically. And I was, like, yeah, okay, that's your reasoning. Yeah. Um, we did the Hound. Uh, Joran Greyjoy. I think he dies. He has to he die. He dies. He has to die. Uh, I agree. Um, he is going to die. I think Gilly will stay up in Winterfell because she has no reason to head south. 
Oh, apparently, uh, the quote is, I have to die in this strange country just like you. Melisande to Varys. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. I want him to just, like, die of old age. That doesn't mean that he won't, that doesn't mean that he'll die anytime soon. Like, he could die of old age. That's true. And again, her prophecy is not the most accurate, so. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, so it's just Gilly and Bronn left. I think Gilly is fine. Gilly's fine. I, I think, think Gilly's fine. I think Bronn is fine. You think Bronn makes it? Yeah. I kind of want to see Bronn just say, screw yeah. this and just chill and just let them duke it out. Yeah. I don't think he tries to kill. I think he, I think he shows up and then Tyrion reminds him, you know, remember what I told you, if somebody pays you to kill me, I will always have a higher price or whatever. Um, even though Tyrion doesn't have any money. <laughs> He is the hand of the king, though. Or queen. He, he, he is the hand of the queen. Yeah. And uh, his queen has two dragons. Yeah. And also, I think Bronn is so fucking sick of Cersei. Yes. Like, oh, I yeah, think 100%. he is so done with her. <laughs> Guys, not to throw off the conversation, but my dad just texted me. And he goes, Bilal, do you have Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing he's at work and that's all anyone is talking about. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Here's HBO login, Dad. Yeah. Don't watch with Mom around. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Game of Thrones, not the show to watch with your parents. <laughs> okay, I, I know we went on wild tangents, but I think we, we did touch upon a lot. And I kind of want to do these moving forward in maybe a more organized manner. I, I know a lot of this one is more of us just like, I don't think we've talked Thrones in a long time. No. Uh, so Never. This this was a lot of us just like going all over the place and just theorizing. So, I mean, if you guys are down, I would like to do this for the last three episodes sure. as well. Absolutely. And, I'd uh, love to come back. I yeah. think, yeah. And any final thoughts on this episode? The entire... I, I have one... Oh, sorry, God. Uh, I, I was just gonna say, I think I have one for Arya. Like, I know a lot of people were complaining about how she was able to sneak up onto the Night King uh, in those final moments, but I think a lot of, like, oh, oh, like her being the one to kill um, the Night King, uh, a lot of people were questioning that, but I, I feel like they've done their due d- diligence in setting that up. Like, she's been training to... She's been training with the sword and whatnot. She's trained to be a killer, a no one. Uh, even the scene in the library, she's so quiet that the drip of blood is louder uh, than her movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have the scene in episode one of the season where John's in uh, the Weirwood, and uh, uh, she's he's Arya shows up and he's like, "How the hell did you get in here? I didn't even hear you come in." Uh, like there's these small things, like even the move she pulls on the Night King is something she pulled on Brienne the season before. Uh, so for me, a lot of Arya stuff it is earned it's not just like a cool fan service moment hmm. and that moment for me was like the giants versus the patriots in the super bowl <laughs> when like eli both times throws like a last minute touchdown pass to win the game uh that's how excited i was i was screaming i was cheering it was just like like as much <laughs> as many issues i have with this episode it's it's so good totally agree with you on that part uh, for me, I just, uh, the entire time I'm like, okay, we're gonna have this epic battle, oh, that went wrong, that went wrong, and then it just, it just devolved, and it wasn't, again, it wasn't a battle, really, it was just a massacre, so that payoff at the end made me, like, a million times happier with kind of how everything unfolded, 
And that's really the only reason I like this episode a lot, because the entire time I was literally on the edge of my chair going, how are they going to survive? And then a, a part of me was like, none of them are going to survive. And yeah. then we got the ending we did. And so I, I liked it because of that. But again, my, my bar is a lot lower for Game of Thrones these days, so that's why. Do you think uh, John and Danny get called out for their terrible leadership? It looks like they no. celebrate Danny. Or it, the previous. Which is kind of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Danny did lose a lot in that she battle. Did. They wasted um, the Dothraki and then the Unsullied. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, the, the final is. blow for one of her dragons. Like, yeah. Whether yeah. or not it was undead, it was still her dragon. So I, I'm sure that that's difficult. And Jorah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, for me, I agree with everything you've said. I think that. Arya having the killing blow is is a great twist. Uh, I'm I'm really glad that they set her up to do that. Like I said, I think that I think that she wore the face of a white and snuck her way in there. Um, that's the training that she's had, and then boom, like she's been trained this way. Like there's that's it works. Uh, but just to lose the Night King in that way. So quickly, I mean, and I say so quickly, like it was a whole hour-long battle, right? But he had five. Minutes. We haven't seen much of the Night King. He's just been this kind of peripheral figure. You know, it's not like when Ramsay Bolton's killed, and we've seen him, and we've seen his motivations, and we've seen all these other things. Like the Night King has kind of just been this ominous figure figure in the background that now he's just gone. And so there's just so many questions that I have, especially with regards to the magic, which they will never touch on, but also Bran and why. Bran is the one that I have the biggest questions <laughs> for. Why were you warging into a bunch of ravens? Why didn't you warg into the undead dragon? Why didn't you warg into the dying Theon and have him do something against the Night King? Like, you have these abilities, at least... You're playing video games right now with these ravens, and everybody else is dying. So I feel like there has to be something more to that. I still think he's the Doctor Strange of this universe. Yeah, you know, part of me just thinks he was just trolling the Night King, yo, saying "Come at me, bro!" with ravens. That's pretty much what I think. <laughs> um, it's just like, here, I'm gonna poke you with these ravens. Come, come at me. Okay, but everybody else is dying, Bran. So I'm gonna need you to be a team player for once uh so <laughs> like i said in the beginning this was a this was the pacing of this episode was great like the last 20 minutes i was clinched oh, so tightly same. because i was afraid they did the tension perfectly and the piano like, score the oh, piano score, yeah, the score was, was phenomenal excellent it was almost as good as the piano score that they did when cersei blew up the Sept of Baylor. Almost, because that music was real good. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was such a good episode to watch, to sit and enjoy and watch. It is not a great narrative episode. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you one? I just remember this one of the theories I had. Well, you know when John is up against was it Drogon? Oh no, that's uh. <sighs> Uh, Viserion. Viserion, yeah. Oh, Viserion, yeah. When he's yeah. up against Viserion, like, and it kind of like cuts away just before Arya even shows up. I honestly thought 
he was gonna like somehow like the dragon would breathe fire on him and nothing would happen and i was like because it's a tale of, <laughs> it's a song of ice and fire and he's both so he can't get burned or frozen and then he's gonna ride the dra- the undead dragon and kill the night king um but he I was can't get burned john can get burned can he? He's been burned. He was burned at uh, uh, Castle Black. They confirmed only Daenerys has fireproof ability. Yeah, Darren, that that is that is that is exclusive to Danny. That is not a Targaryen trait. Oh well, actually, now oh. the Night King too, because we tried it. Yeah, why the Night King though? Like, I I don't. Interest. I don't understand that. I one, I, but... I really hope we get an answer. Like, I I think the one way I would have liked this episode to kind of resolve would have been, like, if John was fighting the Night King, and then, like, he was losing, and then Arya shows up and pulls that move. I think that would have been, like, it would have been nice to see Arya and John just, like, back-to-back or something. I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't even, I don't even need to see that, because this, this, that played to Arya's strengths, but, like, yeah. there's so many other things that are just left with why, like... Yeah. From what I understand, uh, why, too, they wanted to give Why Arya are the, the generals... <laughs> Go ahead. And I was gonna say they wanted to give Arya the moment, so they didn't want to include Danny or, or John because they wanted yeah. it to be her thing. But you were saying the generals, like the the White Walker generals, like they're just they're just they're useless. There, they're useless. Like they could, could have at least been involved in the fight. Like we could have had, like we could have had the trio of Brian, Jamie, and Podrick fighting one of the generals, and there's yeah. something there. It just I don't know. It, it just seems. Yeah. Could you imagine having to sit through hair and makeup for countless hours to do absolutely nothing? Well, they do one thing in the battle, which is they line up on that line so that Danny and John fly over to try to take them out, and then the big blizzard comes in. So they were just a trap, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like so much for so little. Yeah, it is. In terms of just, like, mad hours of getting prepared for that scene. Oh. Okay. I think I think that does it. <laughs> I think Unless so. Guys, so, the Night King blew a three-one lead, and yep. <laughs> uh, met his death at the hands of Arya. Um, that does it for this very emotional, I think, for all of us episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, the, tune in next week. We'll be back. I guess. I guess we'll do these on Monday. We'll record these on Monday nights. Get them up on Tuesday. Um, so look forward to that for the next three episodes. And uh, we'll have uh, Avengers Endgame podcast as well, spoiler cast, coming up. Um, uh, Jen, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram as at Jen Starek. And you want to plug your other podcast? Yeah, if you guys want to listen to my other podcast, it's called Super Trash, uh, where we just gossip about Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. It's good stuff. Very trashy. It's awesome. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You guys are I'm the great. trash. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me on Facebook as Christian Angelus, uh, XN underscore Angelus on Twitter, and XN Angelus on Instagram. And on the WordPrint, where I do articles just like you guys. Yay. Uh, and then you can find myself at Bilal underscore Mion. Uh, you can always find the WordPrint at theworkprint.com and at theworkprint on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, any social media, really. Um, yeah. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and hope to see you next week. Bye-bye! Bye! Adios!